the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It would seem strange that a bride would be seduced away from her wedding just two days beforehand, yet it happens all the time within the church, spiritually speaking, as we'll see next on Truth For Today. From Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, welcome to today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard will take us to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. It's there that the Apostle Paul is gravely concerned for the church, the bride of Christ. He believes she is being seduced, and indeed it is a whole lot easier to seduce the church than we would actually think. Let's take a look at this passage together, shall we, that we might understand how to avoid this seduction. With today's broadcast of Truth For Today, here's Pastor Phil Howard. The Apostle Paul is being dogged everywhere he goes by Judaizers. That is, men from Jerusalem who want to get the churches that he's established. He keeps telling them, these Judaizers, you must keep the law of Moses. It's not enough to put faith in Christ, but you must obey the law. You must have your sons circumcised. You must keep the Sabbath. It's not enough. And they hated Paul. They saw him as a turncoat rabbi that had now begun to propagate the faith that he had persecuted. And so Paul, in this last part of 2 Corinthians, is defending his apostleship and he's having to, uh, he's even going to give you his credentials that he calls foolishness. Why should he even have to do this? But what they did, if we can't get them not to believe the message, let's discredit the messenger. And so he's having to make a defense. And so we have here Paul is now concerned that the majority of the church has repented and returned to following his teaching but they're still being dogged. They're still being uh, lied to. These Judaizers are working on them constantly. And so he's making a defense and he's making a plea. And he uses it in a strong metaphor. He said, you are being seduced away from Christ. And I want to protect you from that. I want to look at three things. All Christians are being seduced to be disloyal to Christ. Seduced away from Christ. Two, uh, we are constantly being seduced by a deceiver that goes right to the Garden of Eden. So we are living with deception, always attacking our mind. Whether you know it or not, Every day you wake up with a lying voice. Every day you're lied to. 
You don't even have to meet anyone today in order to be lied to. Just listen to your heart long enough and you're going to hear lies. Lying. Nobody loves me. Nobody appreciates me. Nobody this. I wonder if. And you, once you get through, you probably have told yourself ten lies a day. Somebody's lying to you all the time. It could be your heart. can be the devil himself. Uh, you know that person that you keep saying, I can't forgive? Well, who told you not to forgive? Who, who says that lie? It's not Jesus. He said you ought to forgive them seven times 70 in a day. That's 490 times. How you doing? Well, I, I can't get over them. What do you mean you can't get over them? Somebody's lying to you. Why do you think they're against you? I know so many people that they get wrong, they, they get wrong relationships, or they get out of sorts. And they say, I can't go back to church. Everybody's going to jump on me. Uh, who told you that lie? Did, did you get a letter from all the members saying, come on back, we want to jump on you? <laughs> who told you that lie? Somebody's lying. And they're lying all the time. We wake up with it every day. It's a part of living in a fallen world. So, I want us to look at the seduction from loyalty to Christ to who the deceiver and what he says. And finally, I want to look at three areas he will constantly be lying to you about that you must be sure you know the truth. Three areas. You want to see that. First of all, Let's go into this strong language that sounds sensuous because it can be. When we hear the word seduce, we think of it sexually. And, and it's certainly used that way to seduce, to engage in sexual conduct. That's one of the dictionary definitions. And I think when we hear seduction, and quite frankly, this is what he's talking about. But it's on a spiritual level. Let me first give you the background of betrothal in the Bible. The Old Testament right on through. He said, I betrothed you to one. I've spoken to you as a pure virgin to Christ. It goes this way. If you read the Old Testament, the parents, the parents arranged the wedding of their daughters and sons. The parents picked the bride. The parents picked the groom. We just had a couple uh, move here from India. They're still used to arrange, uh, and some of you from Africa, you're used to arrange the mom and dad. All right, we make an arrangement. Uh, This boy for my girl. You can have my girl. All right. Two, what are we going to do? We got to strike a financial bargain because money was always exchanged Dowries were exchanged. A price was set by the father for his daughter. Because I'm going to lose a good servant around the house. I'm losing a daughter, so I want you to make it up to me financially. And even the bride's family would give a dowry and give money. So we have parents pick who the, the children are going to marry. We have finances put on the table. We have a covenant made. The betrothal period lasted for a year. And the father would say this to the family. I give you my guarantee that I will watch over and see that my daughter 
is pure and will not be seen any other suitors or any other men for this betrothal period. I, I pledge you my loyalty. If she does, we can stone her. And if she does, you can get your money back that we made in the bargain. Because it's a highly financial arrangement. But I give you my pledge that my daughter will be presented to you a pure virgin by the wedding night. And according to Deuteronomy, the parents of the groom could demand the sheets from the wedding night to give proof that she was a virgin. If there was no blood on the sheets, the deal's off. This was a biblical betrothal marriage arrangement. It was serious stuff. It was financial. The girl could lose her life. The dad lose the money. The community be shamed. This is kind of the dilemma that happened when Mary came up pregnant. Because in the Jewish system, a betrothal was considered marriage. You were considered married if you were engaged. There could be no sexual relations, none of that, not even another suitor. Or you, there was none of the uh, Western uh, morality of our day. You sleep with them whether you marry them or not. Not in this culture. And Paul is reaching right in. I came and I presented the gospel to you there at Corinth. These people have become believers in Christ. So as a father, feeling as a father towards you, you Corinthian Christians, I have pledged you to Christ, and I am going to do everything I can to protect the purity of the bride-to-be, the Corinthian church. I don't want, and I'm afraid they're seductive, seductive suitors trying to allure you away from your loyalty to Christ. You see, the church has been engaged to Christ now for 2,000 years. Uh, the consummation is coming at the marriage supper of the Lamb. So for 2,000 years, he's had an engaged bride. There it will be at the marriage supper. We become the queen for all eternity. We will sit on the throne. But what's the battle? There's other voices, other voices in the meantime. I don't want anything to corrupt you, it says, from your... Uh, let, look at the word there. Uh, I'm afraid, as Eve was to do, that you would be corrupted from sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And the word sincere there means singleness of purpose. That... that uh, I, I come up with a little corny line I say to people once in a while. I'm not lying to you this time. Is that a duplicitous statement? I'm not lying to you now. And you're thinking all about, well, man, what has he lied to me about in the past? Because I'm using duplicity, insincerity. And, and what does every parent, any dad want to teach his young girls and young daughters in the dating years, honey, watch out for the guy that I love you, love you, baby, when he really wants to sleep with you. He doesn't love you. 
That's why us men all go zonkers when our daughters want to date. Oh, he says he loves me. Oh, honey, don't buy you leave that lie. That lie's been told thousands of times. And many a girl has gone out with the wrong guy because I love you, baby. Oh, you don't either, you big liar. You don't love her. You're just full of lust. You want to use her. And if she gets pregnant, you're going to drop her. Stop lying. The lies keep going. They keep going. And so here's Paul setting. I, I have these false teachers that say they're super apostles. And they say, I'm an imposter. They say, I don't know how to preach well. I'm not a good speaker because, see, the Greeks, they loved rhetoric. They loved elocution. Well, Paul was a rabbi. He wasn't trained in Greek rhetoric. When he says, I'm an untrained speaker, he's saying, I haven't learned to talk like uh, Socrates and the philosophers on Athenian Hill. But guess what? I've got knowledge. I, I'll tell you the truth, but it might not be have three poems in it and a high-pitched voice and all this style of oratory, but I told you the truth. See, to, even in our day, more people are in love with style than they are substance. Oh, I like the way he preaches. Well, okay, how did he preach? Well, he just this and did that. Well, could I ask you another question? Yeah. What did he say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? what? Hey, are you taking on him? I said, what did he say? I know he smiles better than me. I know he's got a flair. I know this. What is the truth? It's amazing how you can package manure. What is the substance? Substance. Well, we use that very phrase, don't we? Let me be blunt. Don't BS me. What are we saying? Don't tell me a bunch of rubbish that's not true and tell it as the truth. You're BSing me. What we're saying, you're saying a bunch of rubbish, a bunch of garbage. You've not said, not said the truth. The truth shall set you free, not a preacher's style. The truth. And so he said, I may be an untrained speaker in the Greek world, but I told you the truth when I came to you. Then he said, who is doing this deceiving? Where is this coming from? And I would say to you, it would be wonderful if you always read Genesis 3. It's the seedbed of all of our problems. Going right back to paradise. Going back to a perfect environment. A perfect couple. How can you blow it when everything's perfect? You can be seduced. You can be wooed away. Let me give you the, the dictionary meaning of seduction. One, to lead away from duty. To lead you away from duty. From accepted principles. Then it's used sensuously in the sexual realm. But it has the idea of to entice, to beguile you away from what you ought to be doing. The, the beguiling voice said, so where does he go? He takes us back to Eden. Everything's going fine. Yet it's the one time all you women had a perfect husband. The first and last. And, and then... Well, I had a perfect wife, a perfect environment. It couldn't get any better, could it? 
paradise not good enough? Walking with God. You didn't need to confess sin. You didn't have to, you didn't have a cell phone. You were really in touch with God. And then all of a sudden, another voice. They'd only heard one voice up to Genesis 3. And all of a sudden, another voice is talking to them. And because it was an unfallen world, they weren't even afraid of serpents. They weren't afraid of any of creation. Uh, Eve didn't think it any big deal that a serpent could talk. She, I mean, she had never been told they can't talk. And all of a sudden, he starts saying, uh, you know what? I don't think this place is enough for you. You deserve a little bit more. And, and she's carrying on and says, what do you mean? You know, you ought to be your own God. You, now he lands. You shouldn't have to take orders from anybody. Uh, you, you ought to follow me. I'm going to make you more religious than you've ever been. And matter of fact, you'll be your own God. How's that? Well, I never thought of it before. God was pretty good up to now. I, I thought God was enough. Oh, no, no, you, no, uh, there is a, a way you could step up. You see, the two unfallen creatures we have in all of history, Satan and man and woman in the garden, they were deceived by saying you could go up. Satan said, I'm going to put my throne above the throne of God. And the temptation in the garden wasn't sex, wasn't money, was not. It was Godhood. You can become autonomous. Uh, matter of fact, Satan is talking. I think uh, God is keeping you from a lot you could enjoy. And the only way you can get it is by eating this fruit. Because you're, you're not complete. There's things out there that you have yet, the knowledge of good and evil, all you, you need to experience it for yourself. Don't be taking God's word on it. You need to taste it for yourself. Nobody's going to believe that. Everybody has believed it. You know, I, I, I'm amazed at our pride. We act like we're not gullible, and we've all been deceived. We started out deceived. Ephesians said we were deceived, and our minds were darkened to understanding. We didn't even believe the gospel. And you say, how can anyone reject the gospel? Say, well, why did you? You were deceived. You didn't know Jesus would be so wonderful. You didn't know. Did you know? Let me say this. Uh, I was just talking to the Lord this morning. He says, you know what, Lord? You're not a burden to serve. Thank you, Kevin. You're not a burden to serve. Is it, is it hard to serve God? Man, you're anemic. I said, is it hard to serve God? It's hard to go to hell. The way of the transgressor is what's hard. To serve this God, forgive me of my sins. I have you there every day. You'll never forsake me. You keep me. You may, oh, it's so hard being a Christian. No, no, no. You would have had arthritis whether you were a Christian or not. <laughs> you get headaches whether you're a Christian or not. That's not Christianity. But he said, 
to those who love him, his commandments are not a burden. He's not hard. When you love them, they're not hard to obey. So, we've got a bride that's engaged. And Paul says, I'm fighting to protect your purity, that you quit being loyal to Christ in your heart. You're being picked off, and your mind's being divided. And no, no wonder, because the serpent is loose on the race, and I'm afraid that he's beguiling you, he's lying to you through these false apostles, and you're going to be allured away. And he's going to deceive you. And there's three areas he's going to go after. Three areas. Look what he says here. Verse 4. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit, and I would take that as a capital S. I think he's Holy Spirit. A different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. You just sit there, smile, amen, and sounds good. Man, it sounds good to me. You, oh man, you can talk. Man, you can preach. You sure can talk. Matter of fact, you're talking me out of Christ. You're talking me out of the Spirit, and you're talking me out of the Gospel. And you are a smooth-talking dude. And what are you sitting there evening it for? Why are you allowing yourself to be beguiled and deceived? Let's look at it. How, how was the, this voice of these uh, Judaizers? You, he's lying to you, and he, they're presenting you a different Christ than the one Paul presented. Well, you read 1 Corinthians 1. He said, I came to you preaching the foolishness of the cross. His preaching wasn't foolish, his manner, his style. The content was foolish. The content of what I delivered to you is considered foolish by the Greeks and an insult to the Jews. Jews want signs, and the Greeks demand sophistry, and they demand elocution, and they demand a philosophical debate with one of the great minds out of Greece. And he said, when I came, I preached the foolishness of God, and that is that God could be crucified, that God could be buried, that God could be raised. The foolishness of the cross, I know it insults you because all hero stories ends with the hero winning, not getting killed. And our hero got killed. That's what I preached to you. He had to be killed to be the hero. I preach to you a Christ that was truly God. He's not what these false apostles said. Ah, he's a nice guy, but he was a rabbi and he, he bailed out on us. Uh, he used to teach the law of Moses. No, we taught you this. Jesus Christ is enough. It is Christ alone that saves. And this is Truth For Today, the radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. 
Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk or relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. And again, even if it's a simple thank you for the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's always a delight knowing that these programs are being used by the Lord for your growth in Christ. So again, you can reach us by phone, by mail, or better yet, stop by our website and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can find us at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truth for todayradio.org. As you stop by, don't forget to drop us an email and take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth in Christ. Again, it's all there at truthfortodayradio.org. And then if you would like to join us here at Valley Bible Church for worship, Sunday services are at 9 and 11, and directions can be found at our website, truthfortodayradio.org or by calling 855-833-9864. As you contact us, would you also prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? We're able to continue the radio ministry through your generous financial support. And whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly donation, no size is too small or too great. We'd love to hear from you and know that you are partnering with us for the furtherance of the gospel. So contact us today at 855-833-9864 or stop by truthfortodayradio.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.